everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited today to talk to another actor. So much fun. And we are talking with Jared Massey, who is the star of the Ion film, Christmas Thief, which I enjoyed. I thought it was funny. And so I thought, let's get to know the lead. And Jared, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So why don't you t- introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about what inspired you to be, to get into acting. Um, okay, uh, so I was born uh, to an Irish Catholic family in uh, Rhode Island, actually, in West Warwick. And uh, when I was very young, uh, about uh, four years old, I turned five on the way, we moved to Florida. <clears throat> and that kind of changed my life because we moved to Central Florida and we were in the middle of all the theme parks. And um, so there was a lot of you know, imaginative inspiration around me. But there was also... Um, a lot of theater going on at the time. And there was a performing arts high school that was actually uh, very close to the town that I grew up into. But even before that, I would say I was like a classic ham kid, you know, coming out dressed up as different characters and performing in front of the family all the time. So uh, yeah, I mean, no shortage of tomatoes thrown at me (laughs) in my youth. Uh, I think my first performance ever as a kid in school was I was like, seven six or seven years old it might even been five and it was the trial of the big bad wolf oh and i played hogney dangerfield and i watched i i loved rodney dangerfield when i was a kid so i like studied him and i was the only you know kid actor up there fully trying to do a character it was You're very- like i have to watch caddyshack mom and dad because I, it's it's for my character yeah, yeah. i watched back to school yeah, that's right. So I walked around with a pig nose on and a fake cigar, and I was like, "No respect, I tell you." And I'm like walking all over the stage, and uh, I, I think the teachers right away they were like, "This kid's gonna be an artist." I was always yeah pretty decent in, in all different arts, like visual art, uh, anything you kind of threw in front of me. Um, but acting was definitely my go-to. I think it said on your IMDb that you were also in the circus. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, yeah, I was. I did a lot of physical theater and circus work. Um, when I started at Harrison Performing Arts Center in Lakeland, Florida, uh, Cirque du Soleil was really popular at the time, and they were in Orlando. And then uh, we had some guest teachers come from Del Arte International School of Physical Theater, which I ended up going to. Uh, so we started doing theater that was incorporated with like circus work. So like we did... Uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, and I actually played oh. Puck, and it was all in trapeze. Oh. Uh, it, was, it was pretty incredible, actually, and it, it changed the trajectory of my life for sure. And you uh, still have the traditional Shakespeare with the trapeze work, or is it? Oh, yeah. Like a, oh, yeah. All wow. traditional um, Elizabethan Shakespeare mm-hmm. content, everything, the entire story being told, but uh, it was pretty cool. It was a I mean, it, it was a, it's an award-winning high school. They, they, they put on some incredible shows, but I think they still do to this date, I believe. Um, but um, the whole set was a massive bed. You know, it's Midsummer Night's Dream, and there's lots of uh, sexual innuendo strewn across the yeah. entire, all of the language. And uh, so you sure. just kind of add that circus, Cirque du Soleil element to it. And it actually, it was that pretty- sounds really intriguing. Yeah, I would like to see that. That's cool. 
Yeah. I, I actually have never been to Cirque du Soleil. I'd like to go to one sometime, but yeah, I've never been. Oh, Beautiful. Yeah. They're incredible. I worked, I did stuff with a lot of Cirque du Soleil people and we did like club tours and different things like that. And I would work with small circuses because a lot of my work was character-based circus stuff. So the through line or the story with Cirque du Soleil, like ours was a little bit more based on the story um, more than just the, you know, so did you know how, did you have a dance background too? Do you know how to do all the acrobatics and stuff like that? Well, we had to, I mean, for dance and, and, and vocal course and everything, you had to take all those things at that school. Um, Harrison Art Center, they, you're auditioning to stay in the school and you have to keep up a certain GPA. And then you're constantly having to take a bunch of different classes and you're, you're auditioning all the time to stay in it. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely had like a, a really good foundation. And then when I went to Del Arte International School of Physical Theater, you have people from all over the world that have different backgrounds in certain types of acrobat work and gymnastics and yoga and dance. And, you know, you kind of get a little bit of everything in there. Cool. That sounds great. Did you do any musicals? I did. Uh, I, you know, actually I did a, I was the lead in a musical over COVID. I really need to get my a reel together of my live theater stuff and oh, that'd be fun. but I have some funny, uh, some funny roles. Um, yeah, I think I, I want to say like my first singing in a musical where I was like a lead and singing was uh, once upon a mattress. And I was oh. like, Prince, Prince Harry, I, I think. Yeah. I saw that a couple months ago. I, I mean, I love, I love community theater so much. I love musicals so much and and i had never seen i didn't really know that much about it but it was at a local theater so i went and checked out once upon a mattress and it was really funny it's a very funny yeah uh, underrated yeah totally. i think it yeah. was very funny yeah and uh that's cool that you got to do a bunch of theater i like I said i just love it it's so much fun yeah i'm uh, just being on stage i mean it's a different energy mm -hmm. And I took a very long break from the stage in between my life. And um, I think it was helpful, actually, because not only do I have more life to add mm -hmm. to my acting, um, it enriches my acting more so and gives me like an understanding that a lot of people don't have. But it also, um, it was easier to go and start doing film after not doing theater or anything for 20 odd years. And then all of a sudden be like, Oh, I need to go from portrait. I mean, from landscapes to portraits. And now I need to like fine tune and detail my acting to work on the screen and what that means to you and how that works and um, develop those techniques. So it was kind of good because I wasn't coming at it like, Oh, I'm so used to, uh, cause I could have just right. stuck with the stage and that would have been where I wanted to stay. But I knew, in the back of my mind somewhere, I always knew I, I needed to pursue, um, film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw in your IMDb again, that you had done a lot of different jobs, singer, chef, builder, yeah. metal artist, business owner. Yeah. And I kind of joke that in these rom-coms, the, uh, the hero is a lot of times the man with many jobs. Uh, yeah that, like pretty much every scene he's like doing something different helping the community as opposed to the bad man of business who is yeah. like <laughs> terrible yeah. uh and so you like are a real man with many jobs 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I or I, you know, definitely earned the jack of all t- trades type. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I was, you know, I was in a band and, and toured it. And when I first moved to LA, I was kind of put off by what I was surrounded by as far as what people were telling me they were actors and acting. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to. I don't want to pursue this here, which was good because I was doing theater before that anyway. So I don't, you know, I really would have needed to like hone that in, but I was on stage performing with a bunch of rock bands and, you know, struggling and trying to survive and pay rent in Los Angeles. Um, And then, uh, you know, I would do construction and stuff. And then that led me into the welding, but I, I always did set building and stuff like that too. So I always had the ability to make a lot of money doing different things. And then at some point I wanted to be a chef and it was like, it was like a kick in the head. It was like, I need to cook. I don't know what, I don't know where that came from. It, it was like, I, it, cooking calms me down. It was one of those things where uh, the problem is when I get that idea in my head or I get that sensation, yeah. I go full throttle and I couldn't go to culinary school at the time. Cause I had a little bit of an outstanding student loan. So I couldn't get financing. And I was playing with my band at the Viper room and met um, Think Food Group, all of Jose Andreas's chefs. Oh. Um, so I ended up cooking and opening up the Bazaar by Jose Andreas because they loved my band. So they took me under their wing and started teaching me to cook. And uh, it turned out that like molecular style cuisine or like really like getting into like the nitty gritty, like the detail of, of the food art and food science just, just was like, oh man, it was like all this new place to start working with tools and doing different things. And um, that led to me being on TV on Marcel's Quantum Kitchen as a series regular. No way. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, me and Marcel Vigneron are good friends. Um, uh, and so cool. uh, the producers saw me and they were like, what? what's with that guy? He's running in the back, but he's like bartending. He's doing stuff at the bar. He's in the kitchen and he's in, he's in the front talking to people at the same time because I just couldn't figure out how I would have been able to do that he wouldn't be in those big kitchens but i had a lot of freedom because i had a lot of like genuine enthusiasm and interest and um you know they found out i could use tools so when they put me on that show they had me building like a motorcycle out of kitchen utensils and cooking off it and i did all sorts of crazy stuff on that show but that led into a restaurant and i went back Uh home started a lifestyle brand and restaurant opened that up and then that was going really well it was launched we had an investor and then I had heart oh, failure. Good. Oh, uh, yeah. And I almost kicked the bucket. And I was like, the one wow. thing I regretted not doing was pursuing film. So I sold my shares, packed up my stuff and came back to Los Angeles. That is a great story. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I feel awesome. exhausted for you. Boston telling it. Wow. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. 
As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, if you were on Beat Bobby Flay, would you, what would you say is your signature dish? Mm. I know it's a tough one. I'm springing that one on you. Uh, I, you know, I, I'd try to outdo him in some Southern food and I know he's got a good, uh, background in, in Southern cuisine, but I yeah. do usually shrimp. loses for, with the Asian chefs, yeah. Japanese and, or, or pastry chefs. Yeah. Well, actually, yes. Cause I do, I do make a perfect beignet. Oh, there you uh, go. So I think, uh, mm. probably kick his ass on that one. Thinking of Disneyland, looking forward to the beignets they have there. That's yeah, that's yeah. the only time I've ever had a beignet. Yeah, they're a little dense there. If you go to Cafe Du Monde, you know they're like rolled thin, so that oh yeah, up, they're really like air, like full of hot <laughs> powdered sugar. Oh god, so good, so good, <laughs> very good. Wow. Uh, so with uh, was the Christmas Thief was that your first lead role? No, I I predominantly by the grace of god uh book lead roles um mm-hmm. it's just it's, you know some of them are on like streaming services or some of them are just shorts and festival stuff and everything so it wasn't really like a, a like a oh wow like this is my you know Big my break i think because i've been working non-stop since i moved back here um and i've booked so much stuff and i still have so much stuff i haven't even seen that's still in like post-production and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, it, it wasn't my first lead role. No. Okay. Uh, so I, I know that the, that this had a pretty small budget. Um, and I've heard people say that making these Christmas movies kind of has almost the feeling of make, doing community theater. Would you say that, that that's accurate? Uh, yeah. Uh, there is <laughs> There is definitely an element of that. Um, and you can tell too, you know, with a, you know, they cast uh, Michelle and I, and then everyone knows who Vivica Fox is, but they cast Michelle and I out of Los Angeles. Everybody else, I think, was from Chicago. So, okay. Is that where you filmed it in Chicago or Vancouver? What's that? Did you film it in Vancouver? No, no, this was all filmed in Wheaton, Chicago. So it's oh, just okay. outside of Chicago. Nice. Nice. Yeah. A lot of these are filmed in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that would make actually some sense. Uh, I mean, they had to spray so much snow and do snow and CGI. I mean, it was just, it was like the summer. Right. <laughs> the whole time. So. Yeah. What was with all the bacon in the I movie? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, that's a writing thing. I don't know. I like, <laughs> I do, I do have to say like when I watched it, when I actually watched the movie and I saw the bacon fall on the floor, it was like so much. I was like, ew, ugh, why? It's like, uh, I got the pork sweats just watching it. Uh, yeah. There people that haven't watched the show. There are literally like piles of bacon. <laughs> like they're when they the characters love love their bacon which I thought was funny yeah. it's mostly uh you know um michelle's character and, and lee's character uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah have this it was like funny. and through bacon i'm like <laughs> did i thought i thought that it had a sense of humor 
they about it. It was self-aware of kind of what it was trying to be. And so, I don't know. I, I thought scenes were funny. Like when, uh, when she is, uh, when she's kidnapped and she's like, I'll get you Santa yeah. <laughs> next time. Like that was funny. And, um, I, 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 I enjoyed it. Were you able to improv or ad lib at all, or was it pretty much strict oh, to the yeah, script? No, there, was, there was a lot of, um, a lot of ad living and improving going on. Um, I mean, we stayed pretty close to the script. Um, I, I would throw in stuff every once in a while, and then I got I get excited when I see it. Like, oh, like that made the cut, you know? Um, like there was one snippet where um, he, she's like, oh, Teddy was a star pitcher, all star pitcher in high school because we're gonna do that the beanbag scene, which is already ridiculous. It's like a silly, silly scene. And then, you know, my partner comes up and she's like, yeah, well, uh, he was a, uh, you know, you know, target shooting champ in our academy. And I was like, I, th- I think I made some look, some face. And I was like, winked at him. And I said, yeah, and that was after high school. That was just me, just because it was like 6 a.m. And we're filming over and over and over again, just like throwing out different lines in between takes because I had already gotten all my shot so i didn't even know the camera was on me i was just like having fun and throwing stuff so it's really fun when you see that stuff end up on camera yeah that was good they got it in the coverage we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life what about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party now is the time to check out the hallmarkies merch store full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. And the the whole Santa being the prime suspect was just funny. I it was, it was good. Yeah, it yeah. was silly. It was funny. And uh, are you would you say that you are a fan of like detective shows that you kind of uh was it was oh, funny? Yeah. yeah. And I the getting to do that and getting to do that on the ion channel even though it was a kind of a cheesier christmas movie i just i love procedurals and and Mm -hmm. uh cop shows and detective shows and i'm just like i mean as far as roles go i would you know to get on a series and be able to do that all the time that would be you know yeah yeah i i mean i would see more from this cast and we see how many terrible detective shows uh, and I mean, this almost had the feel of something like, in as far as tone, feel something like Psych. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's kind of fun and cheesy. And, yeah. Yeah. And it was refreshing because, you know, I watched over 120 Christmas movies this season. <laughs> and, uh, and it was nice just with Ion, they did four movies this season and all four of them had more humor than I than almost anybody else is doing outside of like Comedy Central. And yeah. they all were a little bit edgier. They took some risks. They tried to be funny. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, Christmas shows, 
they have that potential to make fun of themselves. I mean, the most iconic Christmas shows I feel like are comedies anyway. I mean, National Lampoon's Christmas right. and you know, you got Home Alone and things mm. like that. I mean, it's so fun. Um, being able to kind of like knock or make fun of those elements are, you know, part of the love of it at the same time, like yeah. make people smile and laugh instead of, you know, like wincing and waiting to see what's going to happen all the time. You know, this had a little of both. So it was great. Did you make it this last, it was this last summer, you said, like in July? No, it was like September. Oh, okay. So it was, something. but it was still pretty hot. Oh yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Drenched. I, they had to, that was half my time was people <laughs> running into a window or somewhere where I'm sitting and wiping sweat off me. Uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that's just part of the rigors of it. You know, you get used to that kind of stuff and you go, this is part of the job. You just, this is what we're doing. We're making a movie. At least you didn't have to be too bundled up because you're sort of in your cop gear as opposed to like. I'm a little luckier than some people. Yeah. Like winter coat and scarf you didn't have to have. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> It could have been way worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we like to end our interviews with some fun, silly questions. So you get the Christmas version. So first question, what is your favorite holiday drink? Um, if if it's with family, uh, like I'll, I'll do like a, a hot chocolate, like a dark hot chocolate would be great. Mm -hmm. if not, it's something boozy, like hot toddies or something mm -hmm. like that. There we go. Okay. No. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Um, you know, I like fried dough too for Oh, like a donut? A fun, like yeah, like donuts, like Christmas. Oh yeah, because beignet. Oh yeah, but yeah, and just actually like right, like eclairs and things like that on mm -hmm. Christmas. I don't know why, but that just sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Oh, uh White Christmas, I would yeah. say. I love the movie too. So yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Well, I mean, speaking of that, what is your favorite classic Christmas movie? Oh, I would, yeah, White Christmas is yeah. like for sure. I, st I still, I've watched it like probably six times already. It's uh, a good one. I enjoy it. It's a Wonderful Life is also. Great. Yeah, you can't go wrong with It's a Wonderful Life. It's one of the great movies, not even just Christmas movies, I think, of yeah. all time. Okay, which do you like better, Scrooge or The Grinch? Um, depends. Like Michael Caine playing Scrooge. However, you want to interpret the question. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna interpret it that way. And then if it's the original Grinch, the older cartoon, yes, that too. But uh, uh I'll go with Michael Caine as Scrooge. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Uh, which do you like better, clear lights or colored? Um, for the holidays, colored. Okay. Would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Oh, I can't do both. <laughs> I'll just go, I'll go snowball fight. And then after I, if I hit the guy with enough snowballs, he'll turn into a snowman. Okay, good. Very, very good. All right. Would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper? No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm that guy who like just put a huge ball of newspaper around it and just duct tape it like this. And they're like, <laughs> what, what the hell is this? I'm, I do not. Yeah. Yes. You're like, it's the gift that counts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what's in it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, you probably don't because you're in Los Angeles, but what is, or do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? I do. Um, oh. I do. I have one in there somewhere. 
that my mom gave me. She, I don't think she had the intention of it being another Christmas sweater. I think she really genuinely was like, this will look great on you, honey. And your I mom talked like Minnie Mouse. Probably had a few. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I, don't know how I would do her voice. <laughs> Looks great on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And that's the. But those are the best ugly Christmas sweaters. The yeah. ones that are unintentionally ugly oh, yeah. Christmas sweaters, exactly. as opposed. I'm like, to- I'm like why? I, stop buying me clothes. <laughs> Who would yeah. want? Let's just stop. The uh, ones that are designed to be ugly sweaters, no, no, not as good. Not as yeah. Good. It's kind of like Sharknado, not very good. Yeah. It's too self-aware as opposed to actual B-movies that are like trying to be good as yeah. opposed to, you know, where Sharknado is like trying to be bad. It, so yeah. it's just, it's no fun. I think most Asylum movies are trying to be bad. Uh, most, Yeah. <laughs> The, the company that makes Sharknado and stuff. I actually did uh, one with them called Zombies. Uh-huh. Two animal zombies. Oh it's terrible. Zombies two is what I was. <laughs> and if you ever want to see a really hilarious, cheesy, just after a couple of drinks, right? Check <laughs> that Amazon Prime. It's terrible. Yeah, they have. I they and they have a Zombies two, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm in two. Okay. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm one of the leads in two. Uh-huh. And it is, it's fun, but it's terrible. Hey, sometimes you have to make a living. I love it. I mean, yeah. I love making, I'd make another one. I enjoyed yeah. myself that much, but right. when I watch it, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, you answer all the questions. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I have one other favorite holiday movie. Uh, oh, please. A Nightmare Before Christmas. Like I don't know why I, I love that, that one. One of my favorites ever. But I get that for Halloween and Christmas, so I guess it doesn't matter. It's very multifaceted. Yeah, I mean, there's always the debate: is is it a Halloween movie or Christmas movie? I feel like watch it on Thanksgiving, and you're like, you got your face I know, dude. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, but I love that one too. I love the the music and just I think it has a really great message of yeah where when you're trying to be something that you're not and how just like toxic that is, even, even in the case of Jack, where he's trying to do something good in his eyes, he's trying to be something good, but it's just the, it's just death to a character. If you're trying to be something that you're just not. It's an interesting context of it. I don't, I don't know if I would have come up with that, but I like that. Yeah. that makes, it does make sense. Yeah. 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 So it's a great one. I agree. I, I, uh, and I, I really did have fun with Christmas Eve. I thought it was funny, self-aware and, uh, and so congratulations on making something I enjoyed. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed making it. I was very lucky to, you know, be across from, you know, Michelle Borth acting her. She's fantastic. So I, I was very lucky to have a great crew. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming you didn't ever get to meet Vivica A. Fox, I did. right? Oh, you did? I did. I, did. Uh, I thought maybe she was in a whole nother place. She is like one of the most like um, focused actresses, like incredible. Like she's just mm-hmm. watching her. She's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. 
So she was actually there for the, cause I, it seemed like all of her, I thought, oh, they probably filmed her in somewhere else or something. Well, they were, we were in downtown Chicago, but there was a scene with her and Michelle. So it was all in that same okay. area uh, during that day. And I just happened to be doing some other stuff there with uh-huh. uh, on network. Yeah. Um, so I was able to kind of hang out and observe and uh, yeah. it was awesome. That's cool. She was awesome, huh? Yeah, she was yeah. fantastic. Nice. Well, very good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And do you have um like social media or anything like that you want to share? Uh, you know, actually, my account is down for Instagram right now. Okay. <laughs> I have Facebook, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really. It's not that important to me. It's okay. You can find me. Look me yeah. up. Sounds up good. Here, see, a bunch of stuff will come up. Just you'll be careful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And also make sure to follow the podcast on Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your five-star reviews. We'd sure appreciate it. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our merch store and Patreon group. Check out all the info in the description. And thank you so much, Jared. This was great. And I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas. You too. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone.